football Friday afternoon. I cannot believe it. Week is coming to a close. That means Friday night football, huge games on the slate. That means Curtis Quillen, who joins us at 340 every Friday, sometimes in person, sometimes over the phone. <laughs> uh, we don't want to ask for too much, but that was fun. Curtis, that was uh, out at Common Grounds, man. We need to we need to do that more often. That was uh, we, They put us up there on a stage. Uh, I think some of the students were a little bit uh, curious what was going on up there with us, but um, but I thought we had uh, thought that was a nice deal. In fact, uh, I, I'm surprised we were not asked Sunday night to open for whatever that indie rock group was. I thought you and I probably yeah. should have been opening for that group and announcing them. I know, especially with your celebrity. I mean, surely, surely we could have uh, finessed our way into that somehow. Well, you say that somewhat uh, facetiously, but uh, I'll say one thing. I have you on a lot. I do not believe I've been on Channel 6 ever. So, uh, you know, let's just uh, let's go easy on calling me the big celebrity <laughs> because I've, I've never quite cracked that Channel 6. Uh, I know, Nick, you would love to have me on. You have blocked me, and that is something we need to, uh, you know, we need to talk about at some point. <laughs> what did you think of um, what did you think of that announcement from Ward White's? He didn't sound that excited. The halftime Super Bowl show, let's see, Dr. Dre. I thought we'd cancel Dr. Dre. I guess Dr. <laughs> Dre is uncancelable. Um, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, um, and then Kendrick Lamar. And I remember Snoop and Dre have done some kind of fun stuff over the past. I can't remember what Sippin' on Gin and Juice, if that was the two of them or not. But they, but there certainly was some stuff that uh, – that Dre and Snoop have done in the past that I that I kind of liked. I got to admit, but it's been a long, long time. Did that um, Did that announcement, uh, Curtis? Do you like some of these folks? I do. I think this is a really interesting halftime show. I mean, I like what <laughs> the NFL has been doing the last couple of years, right? Like the mixing it up and doing the the shared acts at halftime, like they did with. Uh, who was it a couple of years ago? It was uh, J Lo and oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh uh, yeah, they they had J Lo running around with it was Bruno Mars or somebody like that. I don't know who they put J Lo with. That that sounds right. And then I mean, okay. even last year's, which I had I was skeptical of last year's with the weekend, but that turned out really well. If there is one organization that we can kind of trust to figure out the halftime show. I mean, when's the last time they had a bust of a halftime show at the Super Bowl? They, they've got this one. And I think that they're very clearly pandering toward the younger audience, trying to make sure that they keep the next generation of football fans intrigued in the Super Bowl. I like the show. Yeah, Snoop's been around, and Dre have been around forever now. So I, the young audience, but I, I think you're right, they span a pretty good group here. Now, I always kind of liked it when they would throw, this just t- shows my age, but like the Who or somebody like that. I remember the Rolling Stones, the Detroit Super Bowl. I was there for that, and the Rolling Stones performed Janet and Timberlake. That was a very famous one. I think that was in Houston. That was the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, and uh, they, oh, you might have been a young. You probably were still either I was in, uh, still in high school or something. Or were you in junior high? 2003? Uh, I don't I, I won't age myself here, but uh, I was in elementary school. <laughs> that's the first. That, that, that's the first halftime show I remember watching. And I mean, my brother and I were both young enough that our parents looked at us and said, "Okay, time for bed." <laughs> as soon as, as soon as that happened, and so um, no, I I remember not being that interested in the Rolling Stones performance, but my parents loved it. Um, yeah. And you know, 
like you said, Dre and, and Snoop have been around for a while, but Kendrick Lamar is someone who I think they're bringing in to, you know, kind of bridge the gap between the older hip-hop fan base and the newer hip-hop fan base. And I think that that's something the NFL actually does a really good job of with the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, group. Uh, it is Curtis Quillen on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's uh, let's do some college, and then I, I want you to hit a couple of these high school games. And uh, Aaron's been excited about some of these matchups and some big rivalry games that are happening. I love the way you embrace uh, high school football. You bring some great insight to us. But your alma mater and my alma mater squaring off in Stillwater. Uh, I have not had great trips to Stillwater. It's nothing to do with the town. It's beautiful. My mother-in-law went to Oklahoma State. I, I, I have a lot of love for the school. It's just it can be a miserable place for an opposing fan or team. And, and then if it's chilly, I was doing TV back then, uh, and uh, you talk about freezing your – you know, you were up there during some of those ice storms, and when it would get oh, – yeah. it, it, was, it was a rough place to be, Stillwater, Oklahoma. And I was there year that year Baylor uh, fell at the – oh, it was Bryce Petty. He was running in for the touchdown, and he falls at like the, the three-yard line. Game. Oh, the turf monster got him. But now, this is an interesting year. Right now, I would say Oklahoma State's favored, obviously, in this one by about four or five points. But this is not your dominant Oklahoma State team that Baylor kind of has run into in the past. This is a team with some really nice pieces, a veteran quarterback, and and a really exciting wide receiver and running back. So you could say they sort of have the triplets going, but the calling card – a little bit seems to be this defense. Am I? Am I? Is is that? Would that be a correct assessment of where Oklahoma State is so far this season? Oh, Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, and Malcolm Rodriguez, Colby Harville, Hill. Yeah, this defense is absolutely carrying the Oklahoma State program right now. This is the Matt. You and I have scored as many points in the second half of football games the past two weeks as Oklahoma State has in the past two weeks. I looked at it this morning. OSU is averaging. Six second-half points per game this year. They scored a field goal in the second half against Missouri State in the season opener, and they scored 21 points against Tulsa in in the second half um, in week two. They have not scored a second-half point the past two weeks at Boise State and against Kansas State. And I do think that it's safe to say that as that's happened, the opponent has gotten better. Kansas State, better than Boise State. I don't think that that's a hot take. Baylor, better than Kansas State, at least right now, with the Wildcats not having Skylar Thompson. We'll see how that looks when Baylor gets to Kansas State in November. But if I'm, I mean, I told you last week that I called the Oklahoma State uh, offense fraudulent, and that I was starting to question it during, you know, the early going to the game. 31, they've got 31 points in the first half, and I understand that some of that was from the defense. But then they didn't score again in the second half. You cannot. You you have to find pay dirt at some point in the second half against Baylor to be able to beat Baylor. This defense that Baylor has is legit, and with the new offensive scheme that the Bears are running, they're able to control the clock pretty well. And being able to control the clock the way they did in the first half against Iowa State is probably what won the game for the Bears last weekend. And if it's the same script this week in Stillwater, it might this play might wind up the same way. 
Well, I, the Bears weren't very, you know, good in the second half either uh, on offense. And, and, and by the grace of uh, God and Tristan Ebner, they, uh, that, that set up their 10 points, uh, seven points on the, on the or six on the kickoff return, and the punt return set them up for the field goal. So um, two teams that have shown they can kind of get in the mud a little bit. Uh, and uh, this is, I mean, this is going to be so fun. This really is. And uh, uh, you've been to a lot of those games. You know what that place is like. And, and two mm-hmm. 4-0 teams uh, in that atmosphere. And, and with RG3 calling it, that'll be kind of fun. And, and uh, we'll listen to RG3. And, uh, I mean, that's not easy for a young guy. RG3, I think, just turned 30. He's not that far out of Baylor to be as um, – it's easy for uh, Troy Aikman to do a Cowboys game. I mean, and people still will accuse right. him of this or that. But it's very – at this point, it's, it's kind of – that's ridiculous to accuse him of being a homer because he knows how to do it. For RG3, it's a little bit trickier, and he's a little bit closer to having – he just quit playing. In fact, he still wants to be playing. So I think that will right. be interesting. Okay, quickly. Uh, give us a couple of these games. We're, we, game of the week. We always like to get the um, the uh, Channel 6 game of the week and then another game perhaps that you're excited about. The game of the week is Harker Heights and Temple, and this was a no-brainer for me. You had the two most physical teams in District 12-6A going at it. And if we're being honest, Matt, this is probably the district championship game with the, what we've seen from the other teams in 12-6A coming into this week. I mean, you have two programs that really kind of pride themselves on defense because you have two former defensive coordinators as the head coaches. And so that's why these teams are so physical. But the offenses have stolen the show, just the star power for Temple and the explosive capability of the Harker Heights offense. I mean, this is an awesome, awesome, awesome game um, that I'm excited about. Um, I, to- I jokingly told Nikki that, you know, I, I need to talk to management because I don't know how she keeps drawing these awesome assignments. She gets to go to this game tonight. Um, <laughs> And I'm jealous. I'm very, very jealous. That's the most – that is by far the best game in the area tonight. I mean, obviously, you have to mention the Battle of the Bell, no matter what either team's record is, right, in any conversation on the night that it's happening. And that's going down at Yo Field tonight in Cameron. But the other game that I'm a lot more curious about is, you know, the resumption of Shoemaker and Coppers Cove. At what point – the Shoemakers start getting emotional about not being able to play a home game. Week three, Shoemaker's supposed to be at home against Kerrville Tidy. That's supposed to be senior night for the Gray Wolves, and they wind up on the day of the game having to move it from Colleen to Kerrville because of a water main break going into Leo Buckley Stadium. Then you get to homecoming night, right? And then weather strikes, and two minutes and 41 seconds into the game, you can't play anymore that night because the lightning never leaves. So now you celebrate your senior night in Kerrville. You celebrate <laughs> homecoming at Copper's Cove. Like, I'm very curious to see how Shoemaker handles this because I know, and I went to one high school town, I would have been flustered. But I know that Toby Foreman is just trying to convey to his guys that it's the same distance from Shoemaker to Copper's Cove as it is from Shoemaker to Leo Buckley. And I'm I'm just very curious about what's going to happen in that game. And if Shoemaker comes out and responds the way that it is good enough to do, or if it lets emotions um, come into play. 
Man, this gets me excited. I, when you're excited about a game, that kind of gets our audience excited. It gets me going a little bit. I feel bad for some of these schools. Uh, lots of RG3 references and, and uh, tie-ins because that Copper's Cove, obviously, yep. where he's from, and, and uh, they love him there. And uh, I want you to, by the way, keep an eye on – they won last night. They played on Thursday. Um, keep an eye on Class 4A. Have you ever seen this happen? A team goes from Class 5A and they drop down to 4A, and they're so tough and battle-hardened from getting beat around in 5A that they just start kicking rear and they start just knocking everybody out in 4A. This is my alma mater, the Kaufman Lions. That is that is where they are right now. So I always, I know you keep a close eye on any 4A program all in Central Texas, but just keep on the peripheral. Uh, I want you, uh, Curtis, to keep an eye on my hometown, Kaufman Lions, okay? I will do that, but I want you to keep an eye on my hometown, the Floresville Tigers, baby. We're 5-0. and and we're led Whoa. by former David Wetzel assistant, Andrew Roars. Andrew, okay, I'm writing all this down. Andrew Roars. <laughs> all right, all right, I got that. Floresville 5-0. and Who do y'all play? Who's Floresville have uh, tonight? I think they're off. I think they've got district the next five weeks. And so I think this is the district wide five. Matt, you got to remember a third of the state is off this week. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Floresville. I'm going to, because of you, I'm going to start tracking them a little bit. And, um, and, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they do. And then maybe someday, Floresville. Wait, what classification is Floresville? 5A Division Two, one of the smallest 5A D2s in the state. Division two. Okay, good, good. I'm going to keep my eye on it. The uh, the powerhouse that is Floresville High School. Okay, um, Curtis, good stuff. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll be texting you. We probably need to put a little something, whether it's lunch, dinner, coffee, whatever. Let's come up with something to put as our alma maters square off tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at uh, T Boone Pickens in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it, Matt. Good to, good to talk to you. Yeah, always fun. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, as he goes out into the night or he goes into that studio and